Welcome to Namaste with Renee. I am your host, Renee Marcoux, CEO of the iHeart Academy Life Coaching Certification and Business Building Program. Entrepreneur for over 15 years, spiritual and wealth advocate, and professional singer. And in this podcast, we talk about how to disrupt the program of lack and limitation and instead consciously design your life so you can experience more happiness, inner peace. You can be living on purpose in your career and also realize your unlimited potential. Hello and welcome to Namaste with Renee. I'm your host, Renee Marcoux. So excited to be here with you today because I have an incredible guest to introduce you to. She is going to help you upgrade and align to getting your sexy back even more. So my guest today is Tara Galliano, and she is an author, a retreat host, a speaker, and a sex therapist. So Tara has worked with women for over two decades to get their sexy back. And today we are going to talk about rediscovering your body. So for all my women out there who want to reconnect with themselves sexually, intimately, and completely, this is an episode for you. Welcome to the show, Tara. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure, Renee. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm so excited to get to know you better and know more about what you do in the world and how you help women get their sexy back and what that even means. So um, would you mind just diving in and sharing about your journey, how you, uh, you know, got to the places where you're at today? Yeah, absolutely. So first, I guess I'll begin with uh, my book, which is Rediscovering My Body. And I, yeah, I wrote that book for all women. And it began as a work, a labor of love, that I was working with women who had had cancer. And it seemed like there was really this stuckness in terms of reaching for more pleasure and a lot of guilt and a lot of shame about having extracted so many resources from their families to deal with the illness. And so to reach for pleasure just seemed like way too much, way too over the top. And yet, they wanted to experience more pleasure after cancer and have an intimate relationship with their partners or find an intimate partner. And so I developed the process called Rediscovering My Body, which is in my book. And my book is, uh, I would say it's a work of art because it was, again, formed from this labor of love that is beautiful. So the text is simple and there's illustrations and it's really this guidebook for women to begin to dig deeper into themselves and begin to catalog, if you will, or take inventory of who they are. So this way they can experience more pleasure in their bodies because they know themselves so deeply. And that work began with women who had had cancer. And then all women began to say, hey, I want that too. And yes, things, yeah. And then I created this book for all women. Oh, that is incredible. So it's the same book that um, for both, right? For women who have experienced mm-hmm. cancer in their life and then for all women, that is incredible. And I saw that you gave me a little, um, a little visual of the book. Do you mind sharing with everybody who's watching us on the, yeah, yeah awesome. This is oh my, my book. Yeah. Rediscovering my body. And I'll, I'll just open it up briefly. So you can see how there was a lot of care for the illustrations and for the text, there's lots of room for people to engage with the book, to um, 
journal and write. Oh my and goodness. really this beautiful invitation, my illustrator created these little hearts there. And I just love how thoughtful it is because I want women to have something beautiful that they can invest their time and their energy into and pour themselves into and really understand that this is their treasure and gift to themselves yeah. to understand themselves more completely. Uh, what I find is that there's trauma in the body, there's guilt, there's shame. And so this book helps women dive a little bit deeper into those topics so they can um, you know, begin to understand the blockages that have existed for more pleasure for them. Yes, that's amazing. Um, do you find that when you work with the women that are in your business now and those that have read your book, do you find that there is a lot of stored trauma energy like around the sexual organs and um, that area of the body and chakras? Mm -hmm, I do. I mean, and it's not on, it's not exclusively the second chakra. I find that it's in many, there's many blockages. There's in the eyes, in the heart, in the throat. I mean, the throat is a really interesting one because it is about expression and that is often a huge blockage. And so sound, breath, and movement are really the three main tools that I use to help women begin to locate the trauma in their bodies and release it. And sound, breath, and movement are the same three that I invite them to use to reach for more pleasure. Oh, that's amazing. So those are really your pillars to mm -hmm. go that you base it off of. Wow. I love that. And um, in your book, do you share the like sounds to start? Is it like a, like a humming type sound or is it like putting on music type sound? What does that mm -hmm. look like? Yes. So in my book, I'm talking more about the ambiance and not actually talking about the practices and techniques because my, my book is more for a general population. Okay. When women want to work with me and they want to dive a little bit deeper, then we can go into those specific practices. So what I invite women to do is to begin to consider the senses. And so sound is one of the personal ones that I feel like is the expression that needs to emerge from a woman's throat. And with that sound, and it's not always the humming sound, but it is really the organic sound that comes out when they really feel into their root, when they really feel in depth into their vulva, into their vagina, into their pelvic floor, into their womb space, mm -hmm. and the sound that organically emerges. So before that we can apply techniques and begin another learning process, there needs to be the discovery of what is there. And so that's really what my book is about. It's really this discovery process of what already exists there. Because oftentimes we don't know. What I find is, especially around sex, there's this performative paradigm and we're so focused on pleasing our partners that we don't even know our own pleasure. And I see that we groom that way as women, as young girls. My mentor would say, she tells a story about nine-year-old girls at this party. And the nine-year-old boys are kicking back and telling jokes and hanging out. And the girls are being super helpful. Like, uh, is there anything I can do? And, you know, as a host to the party, my mentor is like, just go play, right? You're nine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we can see where the social structures begin to get set up, where we get accolades or value for doing for others. And then we forget our sense of self. So the opportunity to rediscover my body is to come back to ourself so we can become self-referential and know what's true for us. 
Yes, that is so beautiful. And I applaud you for doing work like this, because I know a topic uh, as far as sex goes can be really private and, and secret and sacred. And people have all of these different opinions around sex and what it means for them, you know, and uh, you're actually the first sex therapist I've ever had on the show. So I was so delighted to welcome you here and share your, your wisdom with us and all the listeners. And when it comes to sex, you know, I know that people have their own definition and things. Um, and I think a lot of it, if it's not talked about in that healthy way, a lot of it does become part of that servitude energy. You know, when you're in a relationship with somebody and like you were saying, like the nine-year-old girls at the party are already like, oh, what can I do? What can I do? And then in the meantime, they don't even realize this, but they're programming themselves to put themselves second or the men first and all those things. And I just love that your work helps people, helps women rediscover like, hey, what, what is it that I really want? Um, do you happen to find yourself like really working with a, um, women in different age ranges? Do you find that maybe, you know, an older generation versus younger generation is going to be a little bit different in the language? I'd say certainly with the language, but the issues are surprisingly similar and that we haven't changed that much over generations, at least for the people who are coming to see me as clients yeah. in <laughs> therapy, right? There's still a lot of the similarities. What I find is that there's a lot of shame that we carry in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And that is an overlay of religion, of patriarchy, of the lack of sex education in our culture. I see a lot of people get education from pornography, which is only one lens or one view. And so there's a paucity of information that's not provided. And so it is my strongest desire is to be able to provide healthy, positive sex education that's comprehensive. So this way we can know what's true and also feel into um, that this is our birthright because we all came here, right, from an act of sex. We all are a product of that. And so there is some normalization that it is something that we feel, that we feel sexual, we are sexual beings, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame in that. So it is my sense to begin to normalize it. So really beginning to have the conversations. And when we have words around our experiences, mm -hmm. it deepens it in our body. So when we use words like down there or private parts, those aren't really explicit terms. And I invite women to have more connection to themselves and use terms that hold meaning for them. And I don't dictate that. I really listen to what emerges and that that's a really powerful process. So when we, have, when we build a vocabulary to speak about what brings us pleasure, then we can create and cultivate a common language with our lovers. And then we have more fluency and then we can really begin to discover and share what it is that we desire. And that's what I hope more of. Yeah, I want, I want all women to have that experience. Yes. Oh my goodness. That sounds absolutely amazing. And it certainly was something that like my experience with sex and everything growing up and the way it was, you know, presented from teachers back in sex ed school and like being in a classroom with a bunch of people who are like petrified to hear this information and just awkward. It really does start to put that stamp on it, like as you know, the young adults, you know, that we, we are, and then experiencing things with partners and with self. And, and then you're kind of just like, 
why this feels weird. And I love that you brought up even religion as well. Like religion plays a big role with people too, whether they believe that waiting for marriage to experience any type of sexual pleasure is their belief, or if it's, you know, people are inside of a religion and they feel uh, like guilty or shameful for going outside of uh, the norm or the expectation in religion. So I think that you are on to something really powerful and important here. And um, it's definitely a movement that is needed. So thank you for doing that work for sure. Yeah, you're welcome. And I'm always surprised that here we are in 2022 and we're still having these conversations and Wow. I'm so honored to be a part of it. And I'm ready for, you know, kind of things to really begin to shift because we we deserve so much more. Yes, absolutely. And when you're working with your clients, what for, and possibly you could drop some awesome knowledge for the listeners today, like what are some tools or techniques that you start to help people get more comfortable or women get more comfortable with their sexuality? Mm Mm-hmm. I'd say the first thing is to really come into the body um, and to really begin to reference the body. And then a breath, as I already said before, is a great way to do it because it's a vehicle that we use all the time, like we're always breathing. And to bring more awareness and focus to the breath helps become more conscious of what's happening in the body. So instead of beginning to dictate or change things, like we need to eradicate something or there's a problem, to really come to the body with a frame of mind that the body is inherently wise, right? We heal ourselves. We have so much power. We, you know, we are magic and we are mystery. And to step into that within the sphere of the body is really potent. And so really cultivating this observer mind and witness of what is true in the body. Because when you know the baseline, then you begin to reach for more things in terms of diversity or variety or pleasure or something that's different than what you're currently having. But oftentimes we don't take the time, I find, to set that baseline because we imagine we need to reach for something that our partner may desire or something that we saw somebody else do in a movie or something that's not referencing ourselves. So to really quiet everything else and come back to the body Mm -hmm. is a great place to start because when we really listen to the body, then it gives us the guidance that we need. And so my work as a guide, as a facilitator, as a coach, and as a therapist is helping people guide them back to themselves. And that's why my work is rediscovering my body because that's where the wisdom is. And that all women have that. And Mm -hmm. it's a powerful place to sit. Yes, definitely. And that, and that for sure, like just having that knowingness of, okay, I have that within me, the wisdom's here can really kind of start to break down those illusions, you know, of what else is out there in the world telling us it has to be this way or that way, and really start to say, okay, well, if I have the knowledge within me, my body is going to show me where I can explore, where I can, you know, be more tapped into self and find my own wisdom. And like you said, the other two, I know I called them pillars. I know you technically didn't, but the other two pieces to the, um, your method other than breath was, um, sound. And what was the other piece? Movement. Movement. Okay. So how does movement play a part? 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. So movement is, is really, again, coming back to the expression of who we are. Oftentimes, especially with therapy, it's like, it's very cerebral and people come in and they're thinking things and the activation of the neocortex is powerful and we get to, you know, engage powerful things and powerful concepts. And we live in this Cartesian world where it's, I think, therefore I am. And it's not true, really. It's being in the body is so much more powerful. And we learn things through the body, through templating that we wouldn't learn otherwise. I mean, if you think about a baby coming into this world, they don't download the instructions of how to walk. They engage in it and they try and it's through the movement. And there's so many things that we learn and we need to have the movement accompany the experience or the knowledge. And so that helps with the integration process because if we just think things, they don't really just happen. They need to be activated and they need it to be moved through the body, whether it, that is for activating a business plan, right? Or executing a business plan, or it is for more pleasure. Like you need to activate it. It's not, okay, I thought I had this right. You may have. And when we move into things, it can get messy. And so really giving yourself permission to be awkward and to say things that you're not really sure of and you don't really feel confident and that's part of reaching for more pleasure is to not know. Because when we always know, then we're not willing to explore. So that's where the movement comes in. Wow, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's so true. Bringing things into the body like really brings it into the world, right? Because we have our world, we have the outer world. And yes, like we're thinking 60,000 thoughts a day. Like that's not everything that we think is, is realizing in the outside, right? So I think that is really important to even bring in for people outside of the sexuality conversation as well, where it's like, you know, bring your, like you said, your business plan into your body, bring your next move into your body. And you know, we, when we get to do that, we are creating that reality by the actions that we're taking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. Um, I also noticed too, when, um, when I was learning about you and your service for the world, um, there was something that was called trauma, a trauma releasing exercise. And I believe you abbreviated it as TRE. Mm -hmm. Would you share um, one of your exercises or a tip for anybody who may feel that they have that trauma in their body, preventing them from moving forward? Yes, absolutely. So trauma releasing exercises were actually developed by Dr. David Verselli, and he was a Catholic missionary and traveled the world with Mother Teresa, and he was a driver. So really high aspirations of service. And what he would see in war-torn countries or in places where there were natural disasters is that people would shake. And he thought, well, this is fascinating. And it didn't matter what their ideology was, their ethnicity, their religion. They would have these experiences where it was imminent danger and they would just shake. And he thought, what is happening? And what he recognized is that the shaking was a release of the nervous system. So a neurochemical cocktail of adrenaline and cortisol that cortisol that gets infused in the body needs to be released. And so if a rabbit is being chased by a fox and the rabbit escapes, the rabbit shakes it off, resets its nervous system, comes back to homeostasis, and then goes to hop on again. And we're animals too. Mm -hmm. And we get to do that 
So he thought, well, wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to be in a life-threatening situation to reset our nervous system and to begin to shake? So he developed these exercises to initiate that process that is part of our uh, inherent, I would say, well-being is that we have the opportunity to shake at any moment, but the exercises help people release into that. So he traveled the world helping people um, doing this work. And so, and you'll see if you look at other uh, trauma modalities, like um, let's see, uh, Peter Levine's work, there is the shaking component to it as well. And so the shaking is the movement, I would say of, of the release. So mm -hmm. that's really the important piece. And how do you go through the process of shaking? Well, it, it, he, he talks about releasing the, um, I would say the voluntary muscles and engaging the involuntary muscles. So this way the shaking can happen. So it's a little bit different from muscular shaking, but it's a shaking that goes um, not because of your will, you're willing it to shake, but because there's a release in the body. Mm. And the shaking happens usually in the pelvic bowl is where it begins for most people. And then it can go to wherever there's tension in the body. And so it is a release. The shaking causes the body to release. And so that's what I can say about that. And, and it's a powerful modality um, yeah. because we all have trauma or microaggressions or experiences of discord in our relationship yes. that impact our well-being. Yes, absolutely. I see that a lot with my clients for sure. And, and movement is a way to help, you know, release that. Um, so are you saying like, for example, somebody who's listening would just like shake their body, like almost like, um, like you're sitting on a washing machine kind of a feeling. Um, it might feel like that. It probably is not going to be so intense. It's more of a subtle movement, but I would recommend if you're interested in the trauma releasing exercises to check out Dr. David Berselli's app, it's called stress less TRE. And then he gives you the series of exercises on that app. And then he can walk you through the process so you can experience the shaking. If you are concerned about flooding or like an emotional overload, um, then I would do it with a practitioner. But I would say by and large for most people, they can manage it themselves. And that's why I began to teach these because it is self-regulating and self-regulated. You don't need to have a therapist with you all the time to help you with this process. And I think that's really important because we need many tools in our toolbox and we need tools that we can use when we need them and we don't need to go or have it mediated through a therapist or through a coach. I mean, those are good places to get skills and then we need to be able to utilize them when we need them. Absolutely. I totally stand behind that. I say that all the time with my clients. I said, we're together usually one to two hours a week. Like you have many, many hours outside of our sessions. You've got to take what you're gaining here in this container and take it with you and do it outside of our sessions. And that's exactly it. Um, so that's interesting for anybody who's tuning in, who wants to learn the TRE exercises to go to that app. So you can start implementing those into your day. And I also love that you said, if you feel that you need the support, like for all the listeners out there, if you feel like you need the support going through the process, because it could be heavy, it could be uncomfortable, then there would that, would you suggest for them to go to speak with a sex therapist? Or yes. Yeah. A sex therapist or somebody who's trained in this modality. I think that it's important to get the support that we need. I know that we're not meant to do this life alone and yeah. that it's really important to have um, somebody with skills and resources 
that can support us in our processes. Mm, amazing. I'm with you on that for sure. And um, just a few more questions, because I am really curious about this topic with you and everything you've been sharing. When it comes to uh, the work that you have done with women who are in relationship already, are they seeing, um, you know, like a, an increase in the romance or in the sexual partnership or anything like that, like after working on themselves and rediscovering your body and your method? Yes. Uh -huh, yes. So my book came out of the experiential work that I was doing. I was teaching these classes at the local hospital in Boulder. And this class was specifically for women who'd had cancer and they were seeing tremendous results. And because of those results, I wrote the book. And because of the book, I started hosting retreats and teaching classes. And so what I find is that yes, when women get more in touch with themselves, with their own body, then they absolutely want to connect with others in a meaningful way. And they know how, because they know what's true for them. They're more confident and comfortable speaking their turn-ons and speaking what's pleasurable for them. And also they have a working vocabulary to claim that pleasure. Prior to rediscovering my body, a lot of women don't have a vocabulary to speak about what turns them on. Right. Yes, absolutely. And what are some of the turn-ons like that your clients will come to you? What's like some of the most common turn-ons for people? Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, and I'll say that in heterosexual couples, one thing that I see, um, and this is, goodness, by and large, uh, is that most women want things to, when they're ready for intercourse, there's like this 24 hour window. And so Dr. Luann Brizendine, who wrote the book, The Female Brain talks about this in her book, is that this window of opportunity is great for soothing and smoothing. And so it's a wonderful opportunity to rub your, your, your woman's foot and really massage her and let her know that you're interested in approaching her because it is that emotional component it's that energetic component. It's the sensual experience that is the preface to any other sexual activity before you get to the erogenous zones, before you get to the vulva. And that that's by and large what I see is true with most heterosexual couples. You know, that women aren't always the same and that's somewhat a gross generalization, but in my practice, I see that women desire that. They want the emotional connection and then they can release into the physical connection. And men are wired differently. They want to have the physical connection mm -hmm. and then they will have the emotional connection. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. And I do talk about the negative and positive polarities in the body and that for a man, it's their heart space is a negative polarity and that it's a very vulnerable space. Uh, I mean, you can see this in the physiology of men too. Men walk with their pelvis forward right? So they're more inclined to reach towards the world in that way. And it's a much more comfortable space. And they're easier to give their penis or lingam to a, a person than their heart, because it's a vulnerable area. Mm. And for women, it's the inverse. And so they're much more inclined to be protective of their, their um, vulva and wanting to keep that private. But the heart space, they oftentimes walk around in their heart space and connect with other women, other people, and imagine that that's how other people relate. And it's, it's not true. Right. <laughs> you know, heterosexual couples, we have to figure out how to navigate that yeah. energy. I mean, in homosexual couples, we need to figure out that as well, but it's different. 
For sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for that insight. I know that so many light bulbs are going off in the listeners' minds right now. And, and it's really true. Like, you know, I, of course, I have a lot of female friends and amazing uh, people that I've met throughout my entire journey here. And we talk about that sometimes too, that like, we love to have, you know, our feet touched or like, um, actually didn't realize it could be a 24 hour um, like you had mentioned method or process, which is amazing, but for sure, like it, it just helps you just kind of be in more of the receiving mode and like, oh, we're connecting here. Like this feels soft. This feels light. I can detach from other things and expectations in my workplace, for example. And it really helps you come into the body. Yes. Yeah. Because it's important to shut the amygdala off because when the amygdala the part of the brain, the reptilian part of the brain is activated. It's like, okay, where are the kids? What, what are we going to eat for dinner? What about the grocery list? And it's like, okay. And so then we're activating the sympathetic nervous system. And we really want to be more in the parasympathetic nervous system, which is a receptive mode. And so we can do that when we're more aware of what's going on with our body. And that we're like, oh, okay, I need to actually take a bath or I actually need to have a massage. And then, you know, I can feel the turn on, but I need to relax first. Yes. Oh, that is just absolute gold that you said that. And thank you so much for sharing that. And for, for all anybody who's listening, men and women who, you know, are learning about themselves and their partners and really what it is to show up in that partnership and really want to give that sexual pleasure to your partner is just absolutely a gift and I believe it's a sacred gift and I I admire that aspect of life so very much and I love that you are doing this work and bringing it to the world and uh, I know we're we're running out of time but I would love to continue on to this conversation with you because I feel like there's so much more that you would um, be so incredible at sharing but perhaps if anyone's looking to connect with you and learn more about you and their process or your book, where can they find you? Well, my book, my book is available yeah. on Amazon. So I invite you to check that out. And then also my website is rediscoveringmybody.com and I offer coaching packages and limited therapy experiences as well, but mostly coaching packages for people who are interested in working with me. That's amazing. And are you only working with just women or couples? I work with everyone. Yeah, I work with men. I work with women. I work with couples. I see primarily women in my Rediscovering My Body program, um, but I work with a lot of men. I've been doing this work for over two decades, and I, I see everybody of all orientations, of all walks of life. And I love that because it keeps the business rich and yeah and me interested for sure yes oh that is incredible I would love to have you back and dive deeper on some juicy you know more juicy topics and conversation um so thank you but for now um everybody make sure you check out Tara's website and check out her book if you're feeling called and inspired to learn more about rediscovering your body and really lean into pleasure because when we lean into pleasure we also are opening up the waves of more pleasure around us in our careers in our other relationships in our relationships with children in our home our pets whatever right it's like this beautiful flow that we just get to dive into and and allow into our life. So 
Thank you everybody so much for joining in. Thank you so much, Tara, for being here and sharing your light on this podcast. I definitely want to have you in next season if you would be up for it. And be sure to check out Tara's website. Thank you so much for being here. Namaste. Namaste. Such a pleasure. Thank you, Tara. See you everybody in the next episode.